Will iBuyers put an end to house flipping for people like you and me? What are iBuyers? Well, they're basically traditional house flippers, but they're house flippers on steroids. They pay cash for houses, but their money comes from Wall Street, billions of dollars. They close in seven to 10 days. They fix the house up. They resell it. They're house flipping, but they're doing this on a massive scale. Open Door, the leading iBuyer at this moment, claims that they bought 10,000 houses in their brief history. Zillow offers another example. They're only in two markets right now. They've been doing it less than a year, and they're sitting over 1,000 houses in inventory, and that doesn't count all the ones they've already sold. This is in massive scale, and they're in many markets across the U.S., major cities, and they're growing rapidly. Some pundits predict that they're going to be buying over 100,000 houses uh, uh, combined each year before it's all said and done. Meanwhile, traditional real estate investors, these small house flippers that have been doing this business for a long time, they're frightened. They're frightened because number one, they can't pay as much as these iBuyers have been currently paying for houses. And number two, they don't have nearly as much money. And number three, their money is a lot more expensive than these iBuyers' money. These iBuyers' money, they're getting lines of credit from Wall Street with super low interest rates. They're not getting hard money loans. So does this mean that these iBuyers, we'll call them the Walmart of our industry, are they about to put us out of business? Is this the end? Well, this is why you watch this channel, right? This is why you learn from me, because I want to share truth and wisdom. And some of you have been asking me about the open doors of this industry for a while now, and I purposefully didn't shoot this video because I wanted to make sure that I had about a year under my belt with my apprentices and I going toe-to-toe -to -toe against these iBuyers in these major markets so that I had some real signal and truth to share with you. And that's what's going to happen here. So buckle up. Yes, there will be some big losers, but there's going to be some winners as well. The goal of these iBuyers was to take a slice out of the overall house selling marketplace. And what their goal was, was to go way beyond what we've ever done. See, we're right here. We're the 2%, okay, or less. We've always been basically the 2%. They're looking at more like the 10% here. What 10% am I talking about? I'm talking about the 10% of people that would rather sell their house directly to a buyer, but still make pretty close to market value out of it. Yeah, they'll take a small cut, or discount below what they would have gotten had they used a traditional real estate agent. But they just want to make it simple on themselves because moving and selling a house is a real pain in the butt usually, right? So what these iBuyers were looking at is, wait a minute, there's a, there's a big segment of the overall house selling marketplace that would rather take a, an extra three to five to 7% cut and, and lose money over having to go through the hassles of a real estate agent. Now that's a little different than us, right? Because we deal with the 2% of people that have really strange situations. Sometimes they're willing to take much deeper of a discount. The house needs a lot more work and all those things in between. So, but as a, as a, um, as a consequence of them taking this 10%, they're grabbing some of our market share too. And that's what's got all these traditional investors so terrified right now. Because gobbling up the 10% maybe means it's gobbling up some of our 2%. Does that make sense? So, with this being their intent, they're looking at volume, and they're looking at doing a lot of deals. So they're buying a lot of deals from people that I would call an unmotivated seller. In fact, the majority of houses they're buying are from unmotivated sellers, but people that are still willing to do that route rather than a real estate agent. Now, this does have real estate agents concerned because it's taking some of their better clients so just like a real estate investor wants a motivated seller, somebody who wants to make a decision right now, needs to get rid of their house, real estate agents love those clients too. 
And the reason why is because if you have a really greedy client as a, as a listing agent, they're going to want you to sell the house for more than market value. And you deal with the pain in the butt part of the market share. Whereas there's that group of people that are like, look, I, I just need to get rid of this house. Please make it simple on me. So as a real estate agent, because pricing is so powerful in selling houses, they can list the house slightly lower and boom, it gets sold right away, makes them look good, and they get three referrals from it. So agents are pretty pissed off because their best customers are being yanked by iBuyers. Many of these individual real estate investors are also pissed off because they're taking some of their customers. But you can see what their intent was. Now this really helps frame the rest of this discussion. So if that's what their intent is and that's what they're grabbing, it also means that they're not as interested in real problem situations. Okay, so they're going to avoid what I'm gonna say complications complications in all sorts of manners. They're not going to mess with something that's in probate that's going to take three months to finalize or it's upside down or close to it. They're still a traditional house flipper at its core. So they're still going to look for things where they can just buy quickly and move on and make it simple and fast. They're not looking for complications. I mean, that's, that's our zone, baby. I mean, I've been dealing with complications with house sellers for almost 20 years now. That's where we shine. So there's an encouragement there. If you're a creative real estate investor that can solve the problems that are complicated, these iBuyers are not going to touch it. Perfect for us. Okay? So that's the first big piece of this puzzle. If you're a creative real estate investor, you're focusing on complicated situations oftentimes, or you're providing creative solutions. And that's the next part of this. So iBuyers have one big tool in their tool belt. I'll admit it's a powerful tool. Pay cash, close quick. But you know what? Sometimes sellers don't need that. They don't want that. They want to move out over a course of time. They have certain requirements that as a creative investor, you can ebb and flow and you can make the deal work. So the good news is their trash is our treasure. And it's our treasure to make a lot of money. Now, traditional investors don't have that benefit. They're operating at the, they're, they're going toe to toe with iBuyers and they're losing. So traditional investors are losing and losing big. However, creative investors like us, we're stepping in and we're able to continue to do what we've always been doing. Now, yes, we're not able to grab some of those low hanging fruit in certain markets, but there's more to this subject. Are these iBuyers actually making any money? Good question. Zillow right now has lost money in the last four quarters on their iBuying operation. They're paying too much for houses. Turns out, it costs a little more than they thought to hold on to a property. Turns out it doesn't sell for as much as their little Zestimate machine told them it was going to sell for. Turns out real estate investing is a little bit harder than they thought. It's not quite as automated. So right now, some of these iBuyers are losing money. But remember, they're using billions of Wall Street dollars. And so what their goal is, is to win on volume. Now that in and of itself is kind of uh, hilarious. I don't know if you've ever seen the old school Saturday Night Live commercial with Phil Hartman called First Citywide State Bank, where ultimately the, the way they make money is volume. So if they're losing money now, how is volume going to help them make money later? We'll see. What we are noticing, and again, we've been watching uh, these organizations very closely, my apprentices and I, uh, we have noticed that there's been a dramatic difference in how much they're offering, even in the last couple of weeks versus the last several months. They're beginning to drop their offer amounts. They're realizing that they were paying too much before. So 
some early on were hoping and they had this bit of arrogance like, oh, they'll go out of business because they're paying too much for houses. My thought was they're probably going to adjust their business model to figure it out. So they are beginning to drop their prices, which means that's going to drop some of their market share because some of the early people that sold to these iBuyers may not like bandits because the iBuyers paid way too much for the house. But they're beginning to make adjustments. And furthermore, as they begin to make adjustments, they're going to figure out how to make money on this thing. Also, they might sell additional services, such as title services, mortgage leads. There's going to be some ways they're going to monetize. And some have also looked at, at what's going on. They said, well, this just is an indication that we're in a real estate bubble because these idiots with way too much money are paying too much for houses. Well, first of all, they are paying for more affordable price point houses, which I've already clearly argued in many videos is where the opportunity is at because that's where there's the lack of inventory and the fact that it's becoming more and more difficult for someone to buy a home that they can actually afford in America. So I do think they're focusing in the right zone there. And I don't really know if there's going to be a real estate collapse or not. I've told you many times I'm not good at predicting the future. So what happens is I look at it from the perspective of they're going to figure out profitability at some point to assume that these monstrous organizations with billions of dollars are somehow making gigantic mistakes that you can see clear as day. That might be true, but I'm going to make the assumption they're going to figure out profitability. So they're going to be in business. So you need to look at this as if this is the new normal for our industry. The new normal is iBuyers are here and they are paying cash for houses just like you and me, only they're paying more and they are a tougher competitor when you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them on the traditional real estate investing front. So perhaps you're saying, Phil, what's the good news, man? Aha! Well, here's the first piece of good news. This was a theory of ours about a year ago and it's turned out to be completely true and we're so thrilled it happened. So, because they entered our space, they began spending millions on marketing and on branding versions of marketing, not just direct response marketing that we've always done, and I'm sure you have as well. So what's happened is they've made this whole business proposition of a home seller being able to sell directly to a company rather than going through a real estate agent. This has become more mainstream, and this is the analogy. This high tide, all the boats in the harbor are rising. So what's happened is they've taken our 2% and they're making it 3%. And they're still taking their 1% cut, but we're still back to our 2 What's happened is they've made our market bigger. And so now, even though they're taking some deals from us, they've created some deals that we wouldn't have got before. It's fantastic. We're getting huge deal flow volume with our apprentices that are in markets that are heavily competed against uh, with these iBuyers. Places like Phoenix, places like Atlanta. I mean, we're doing great. And it's because they're creating more business for us. Now, I've mentioned it earlier. The difference is, as a creative real estate investor, we are taking their trash in some cases, and it's our treasure. Now, sometimes we're dealing with sellers that have never heard of these iBuyers. They go directly to us, and so it, it, it's a moot point. But when they have already connected with Open Door, we become a breath of fresh air. And, and a little tip, if you're in a, in a marketplace with, a, with an iBuyer, Typically, what we like to communicate to the sellers is we say, yeah, we're, especially if we know that they've already called Open Door, because they tell us that, we'll say, yeah, we're similar to Open Door. We buy houses as well, only we're local, we're small, and we're more creative, and we can do things that they can't do. They're a big company, they have, you know, sp specific rules, and there's a lot of things they don't buy, and a lot of things they say no to, and we're more likely to say yes, but we're creative about it. 
And that plays a huge role in this because now that they're, they're trying to be more profitable, what they're also doing is they're building rules. Rules and more rules. They won't buy things in an HOA. They won't buy condos. They won't buy anything over 500000 They won't this. They won't that. They're starting to become a traditional real estate investor whereby as they make more and more deals, they lose ever so often and they create more and more policies. With all these rules come more opportunity for us because we can take over the deals that they throw away. But in many respects as well, nothing's new here. They're just a traditional investor like they've always been in our world. And we've always been the ones that take on the deals that traditional investors don't touch. Now, I will agree they're a little bit different of an animal because they market in some of the places that we market for sellers. And they, uh, they definitely interact with more of our leads than the, than the traditional investors have in the past. But yet, the high tide has allowed us to create more opportunities. We're doing better than ever. But if you're watching this video and you're thinking, what is going on here? What is this difference between creative versus traditional investing? Well, I've got a video on that and you need to know what that is. And I believe I'm one of the first to really uh, describe the difference. But it's what's made us so much money over so many years in different markets, whether it's up or it's down or who the competitors are. It's so consistent, so powerful. All right, well, let's summarize this. With iBuyers, they definitely are taking a big chunk out of investor market share, but they've also created some market share for us. So that allows us to continue with our 2%. Uh, they may not be profitable now, but they might become profitable. And yes, there might be a real estate collapse and they might lose everything, or the market might stay really healthy for affordable houses where they're buying houses and they might become successful. I hope they do well. I actually wish the, West, the, the best for, for any competitors I have. That's fine because I know how to weave and bob and be successful regardless of the competition. So it is a high tide. All boats are really rising here and they do have more and more rules all the time which opens up more and more opportunities. So I hope this has both uh, enlightened you but also encouraged you because it is a great time to be a creative real estate investor, as good as ever. So if you want to learn more about creative real estate investing, watch more of my videos, subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can stay up to date on what's going on. And make sure you actually set yourself for notifications as a subscriber. That way you'll get to the videos quickly. Also, grab my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. I give it away for free in these videos. Make sure you got a copy of that and read that. And um, also, I want to redirect you at this point to creative versus traditional real estate investing. Learn the difference, and then that way you can benefit from my buyers. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you in the next video.